It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Let's face the facts. In order to keep your girlfriend and you don't see her for five weeks and she's had a chance to see this guy, this guy, this guy, she's going to leave you. I mean, unless you're, you know, you know, whoever, Elvis Presley or whoever. And uh, so we've got to get them here. We're trying to get them here, but we got to get back with them and, and uh, get around them. But I, I commend our coaching staff and the kids that are staying with us because they're loyal and the belief that they have in the football program. But I, it is hard. It's, it's really hard. Elvis Presley. Yeah. That's who Sam Pittman. That's who Sam. That's who comes to mind for Sam Pittman immediately is the most attractive male that um, his uh, his his woman could be away for five weeks and she would still stick around. Oh, I thought he'd Elvis say George Presley. by God straight or something like that. No, Elvis. Uh, that is awesome. Um, I can tell that he really relates to this generation really well. Yeah. Well, the Thursday at 5 Sam Pittman is not going to be like the Friday at 5 Sam Pittman. Now is it? Ah, Friday at great. 5 Sam Pittman is going to be about uh, drinking some cold beer. Thursday at 5 is, well, we haven't played a home game in like five weeks, and it's really hard to keep a recruiting class together when you can't get anybody on campus because you've been playing on the road so much. Right. Well, Arkansas, they better they better flip things around pretty quickly, or um, they lose this Sam week. Then, uh, oh boy, yikes! Yeah. Mississippi State, right? Think they're maybe a two touchdown favorite, something like uh, that. I think and, it's like eight, seven and a half, eight is what oh, Arkansas okay. is favored by. But I, and, and I'm sure for Arkansas's sake, like the, they they've been struggling. It's it's probably a lot bigger deal for them to get their commits on campus as much as possible for home games versus some others like. OU hasn't played a home game in a while, but OU recruiting is just like it's it's humming along just fine, right? Uh, it's a top right. five class right now according to rivals, but there are some schools where the uh, home visits do really matter, and I, I guess it really it doesn't matter as much for OU too because with so many 11 a.m. kickoffs, it really for, for a program that recruits out of state so much, it's really hard to get recruits in for 11 a.m. kickoffs. That's why. Like going into the SEC, it's going to be a lot easier because you're not going to have as many early kicks. So that's a that's just another good aspect of that conference compared to this one. Are we sure about that? Yeah, yeah, we're sure. The eleven o'clock kick thing. I mean, they're still sure. going to play at eleven a.m., but you might play two, three games at eleven a.m. versus uh, they're going to play like maybe seven this year, six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely think there's some truth to that, and. Uh, it's just, and I guess with the with the Big Ten growing, and with the schools that they're bringing in, they're probably going to be a lock on that that big noon spot. Oh you yeah, know? oh yeah. And there, there may be less competition for that eleven o'clock window. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. Now some games, eleven a.m. kicks actually not bad. Like you're on the road and. I don't know. Maybe even a, a home game or two here well, and there. That I don't. I don't hate that you're playing at 11 a.m. in Lawrence uh, a week from Saturday. Right. Like exactly. I, I think that's, that's a. I think that's a very good thing. 
Cincinnati didn't mind playing at 11 a.m. Uh, when they were on the road at Cincinnati. Like some of that stuff's not a problem. And honestly, OU Texas at 11 a.m. isn't isn't that bad. I, I think just gives you an excuse I've, to drink at 7 a.m. If you're one of those that needs yeah. an excuse to drink at 7 a.m., <laughs> some don't need one. I don't <laughs> uh, typically, but you know, I I'm almost to the point now to where I think I'd prefer 11 a.m. over 2.30 for OU Texas. Man. Is that bad to say? It's not bad. It just means you're old, officially. Didn't you just turn 40? Yeah. Didn't that happen last year? I, Dude, I think I'm going to be 42 this year. Oh, boy. Yikes. Man. Yeah. 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 This is, and it's going to be almost exactly one month. Well, enjoy the I 11 a.m. kicks while you can get them. And you're going to you're gonna get them this year. I just I, I don't think there's going to be as many of them uh, moving forward in the SEC. So, yeah, OU recruiting, doing uh, quite well right now, and really at every single position. Parker and I were talking um, Monday, if you get Grant Bricks, and all the predictions say that that you will, if you get Eddie Pierre-Louis, all the predictions say Mm -hmm. that you will, that really, that gets you an offensive line class that's as good as you've had in recent memory, along with the defensive line class that's been as good as it, I mean, it's, it's as good as it's been in recent memory. The wide receiver class is deep. There's not really a, any particular position that you can complain about with this with this recruiting uh, with this recruiting class, other than linebacker, who you only have one commit. But you feel pretty good overall about the depth that you have on campus right now. So you didn't necessarily need to bring in three or four bodies this year. But I, I guess right. that kind of leads into a little bit of a fun exercise here, and I want um, interaction from the text line as always. 405-651-3439. We're happy about the recruiting efforts from a lot of these assistants, but let's just talk overall where we are with all the assistants on the staff. And let's start with Jeff Lebby, the offensive coordinator, who at times is the most highly criticized individual within the program. How do we feel about Jeff Lebby this year as a play caller? How do we feel about him as a recruiter? Well, for me, I... I feel feel excellent about him as a recruiter, and I feel really good about him as a play caller. Now, there are some things in the offense that they do that I am not the biggest fan of, but it's more of a preference thing than it is of a like, I don't think that what he does works thing. Like, that's not the case at all. I just have some personal preference on, like, what I would think would be most difficult on defenses, um, having been on that side of the ball. But I've got – I think he's – I think he's been great this year calling plays. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of games. Like, I thought the Cincinnati game was excellent. I thought the Iowa State game. His last three was games excellent. were all really good. I mean, yeah. e- ever since the whole Art Bryles thing, like he's it feels like he's called his best games, uh, maybe of his yeah. career up to this point. He's he's been he's been locked in. No, I agree. I think he's been really good, and I feel like, and maybe this is wrong, but I feel like the fan base was a little hesitant for whatever reason this year, and. I feel like all that is really the chatter on on anything around Levy's feels like it. way down. Yeah, I mean, re- recruiting, he's been awesome, man. Getting JFA, um, getting two quarterbacks committed for 24, Michael Hawkins, 
one of your uh, 24 quarterback commits is having an mm-hmm. incredible year. And then you got Kevin Sperry in 2025, which you issued your own um, five-star uh, on him. Yep. Much like David Payne issues his own tornado warnings, you issued your own five-star for Kevin Sperry. What's going on with – I haven't heard much about Carl Albert. How are they playing? Um, well, <laughs> quite I imagine. well. They've been um, destroying everything in its past. They, they've got a good – got a, a game against Guthrie, who Guthrie is um, – no one can score on them this year, but Carl Albert's been as advertised. And yeah. in the 25 rankings – they have four of the top ten players in the state of Oklahoma, all with OU offers, by the way. Yeah. Now, you've been saying for a while that you think next year, talent-wise, in Oklahoma is going to be one of the bigger years that this state's had. Yeah, and there's nothing that's made me change my opinion on that. Um, and, and for even better news on that, I think OU could get six or seven of those players in the top ten next year uh, with a class that's so loaded. Yeah, there's just a lot of high end talent, and there isn't 24, but there really isn't 25. Man, there, I mean, it's it's big time. Nine one eight, Lebby has been average play caller, recruiting a plus. I would say he's been better than average as a play caller this year. That's just me. Well, I I don't know. I guess I don't know how you you have to have. Give me some instances where there's been some bad play calls. And I think people get often get caught up in the run pass thing. We should have run it there. We should have thrown it there. I, and I think one of the, maybe some people don't understand that a lot of those calls are RPOs. And if you're throwing it in a situation where you thought you should have been running it, it was most likely a run call, but because of the defense that they're aligned in, the read for the quarterback is to pull it out and throw it. Yeah. So some of that stuff, I think, gets mixed up a little bit. Like, why are we running the ball here? Why are we throwing it here? A lot of that is, is specifically because of whatever look the quarterback's getting. Um, let, let's move on and, and let's let's speed up with, with each of these. Let's go to Todd Bates. Uh, of course, the D-tackles coach, he's... Had a big year in recruiting thus far, and his uh, defensive lineman's play, been playing pretty well uh, also. But what's the what's the read on Todd Bates? Well, recruiting uh, obviously has been excellent. And I think, you know, especially in the Texas game, I'm starting to see some guys show up and play better, play with a lower pad level. You know, some of the older guys like, like Jordan Kelly, I wish he played a little bit lower. If he played lower – He'd be hell on wheels. He'd be very, very difficult to block. But he, like, he re- you remember in old school whenever Will Ferrell takes the the thing to the jugular and then he's just, like, walking through the birthday party? <laughs> yeah. It's what Kelly reminds me of. He's, sometimes he's straight up and down, but he's so strong, he just, like, walks through everything and pushes everyone back. If he played with some pad level – he would he would be so much more difficult at the point of attack. He's already tough to block because he's so strong, probably the strongest guy on the team. But if he got low and and had some pad level and some leverage, I think he'd be way better. He's just you know it's one of those things where he's kind of able to get away with it because of how strong he is. So it makes it 
kind of difficult to really force the issue to get them to play lower. Just for future reference, um, whenever you say you know when an old school, just know the answer is yes, um, following <laughs> following whatever you say next. So all good. H- high grades for Todd Bates, right, before yeah. we move on? Okay. Uh, yeah. Bill Biedenboe, maybe you heard of him. He's the offensive line coach. He got a chance to sign maybe his best class at OU here in this 24 class. Cruton is going really well for Bill. Um I think that this year has been interesting for the offensive line. You've got uh, you got a transfer left tackle that you didn't get any time with in the spring. Um, Savion, you've been it's kind of been a, a, a revolving door at left guard. Savion Bird, Troy Everett have you know kind of gone back and forth there, um, and now you've got Metallier hurt, but. I think the offensive line has actually been pretty good. Um, I do expect them to to really take off the back half of the year. But I think up to this point, it's been pretty good. Now, our running numbers are not what I thought they would be, but I I don't think that's offensive line driven. I think that's more running back driven. And we've only given up five sacks, which is – either the lowest or tied for the lowest in the country. It's it's right there at the top. So I give I give uh, Bill Biedenboe pretty high marks right now. Defensive ends coach Miguel Chavis, who uh, got a five-star in P.J. Uh, last cycle. Uh, recruiting, excellent. Um, even though the Winery situation didn't go as a bunch of people hoped, he's still been excellent, and that one may not be done. Uh, it's not over till until the ink hits the paper, I guess. As far as on-field stuff, we have been – that's one of the most improved positions year over year. We are so much more responsibility-driven, technique-driven. We've got a bunch of different guys that have come along. Uh, PJ's come a long way. Now, obviously, adding Bothroyd, Trace Ford, and those guys has helped, but – I think Downs, is he's coming off of his best game as a Sooner, in my opinion. And it sounds like they're about to get, you know, maybe the the best pass rusher we've got in our Mason Thomas. Sounds like we're getting close to getting him back to 100% where he can start to factor in. I give it pretty high marks for, uh, for Chavis. Joe John Finley got the biggest commit maybe of his career, uh, which ESPN came out with new rankings yesterday. And his tight end, Devon Mitchell, was the number 54 overall player in their recent rankings. Not great tight end production this year. What's the feel on Joe John? Uh, I, I think it's been pretty good for what we've got to work with there. They had to piece some things together in the transfer portal. And, um, you know, I'm glad we're able to get Stogner in, you know. Um, we could be looking at a totally different situation had we not. I think Stogner's actually really improved as a blocker, especially off the football this year. So I give I give him pretty good marks for that. Uh, recruiting, obviously, has been excellent. Got a, a five-star. I guess maybe he's not going to be a five-star now, but was a five-star until he reclassified. That's big. And possibly some others coming at tight end, right? That, yeah. That position's trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's definitely trending in the right direction. Maybe the most underrated assistant on the I staff. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, I was no. just going to say, I wish wish that he'd throw his weight around and have them bring, like, Kobe McKenzie or someone over to play 
H-back and start thudding up some backers on the inside. Maybe the most underrated assistant because he's not talked about enough. Uh, I'm a big fan of B. Hall, Brandon Hall, the safeties coach. Production has been high at his position, and he was Big 12 Recruiter of the Year last year, so that kind of speaks for itself. Cruton's been great for him and got another one today. Uh, commitment from the Boganowski kid, really good player. He's got a really good young group of safeties. Um, I would say that safety's been one of the better performing positions of the season so far. I can count the missed tackles on one hand from that group. I, I, a plus, A plus yeah. for uh, Brandon Hall. It's hard not to give Emmett Jones an A plus as well. He's been killing it in 24 recruiting. He's been killing it in 25 recruiting. The wide receivers are the biggest surprise, one of the biggest strengths of this team. Brent needed a big hire at wide receiver. He he got a really good one at Emmett Jones. So high high marks for me on Emmett Jones. Emmett Jones has been great recruiting. Obviously, is uh, excellent at wide receiver. Dude's going to be able to uh, put his feet up, and take a vacation. He's going to have his next two classes already locked in. But the maturation we've seen from Jaden Gibson, um, Nick Anderson, really rounding into form and. Say what you want. I, we, we questioned how good the wide receivers are going to be. We got a lot of talent, not a lot of substance. Well, they've been one of the better performing groups on the field this year. Here's, uh, here's someone else that's very underrated, Jay Valai. Uh, corners and nickelbacks. Again, corners have been a real strength of the defense. Recruiting has been good there. I give high marks to, uh, to Jay Valai as well. No, he's been great. That's, we've got more depth and and top-level play that we've had at corner in a really, really long time. I think we're in a good spot there. And then there's DeMarco. I, I know the production at running back hasn't been what we thought it would be, but the, the recruiting has been um, – recruiting's been at a high level. Got a five-star Taylor Tatum this year. And, and really, I just kind of bring all these guys up individually. This is the best that you felt just from top to bottom about an OU coaching staff since when? And maybe it's only two years, but that's why I'm asking the question. I feel like it's probably been a while when you factor everything well, in. We got a a top five scoring offense and a top five scoring defense. So I don't know the last time we've had that. It's six games into a season. It's been a really long time. So And some top five I classes feel, as well. Throw that in there too when you're evaluating. Yeah. Cruton is going well. Uh, offensive, defense, both going really well. So I give extremely high marks. Uh, good stuff. Sorry, not top five in scoring defense. They are like tied for fifth or something with with Georgia and Air Force at 14 points a game. But you get the point. They're doing really well. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here at Dodge City Paintball. Remember, they've got the Haunted Trail This weekend, the 20th and the 21st. Next weekend, 27th and 28th. Gates open at 7. Trail opens at sundown. $23 per person. This thing has grown every year because they do an outstanding job. Over 60 people out there scaring folks. It takes a half hour to make it through the trail. Really, really cool stuff here at Dodge City Paintball. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. 
Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see. The odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. You know, I think from the standpoint of what we went through and having an off week and uh, be able to kind of push pause like we talked about earlier, and then you turn on the film, I mean, you know, you got respect for them in all three phases. This is one of the best football teams in college football, okay? I think everybody knows that. And it's a big challenge for us, but it's a challenge I know our players and our coaches are looking for. Me personally, I'm very excited. I mean, I'm excited for our team and excited for the opportunity. UCF head coach Gus Malzahn talking about his team coming to Norman this weekend. Understands the challenge as a 18-and-a-half, 19-point dog on the road in Norman. And this is actually breaking. Uh, we have a statement from Michigan football head coach Ooh. Jim Harbaugh on the accusations against his program. Here's kind of the uh, like the main part of the statement. Harbaugh says, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signals, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in off-campus scouting assignment. I have no awareness of anyone on our staff having done that or having directed that action. But he says that uh, they will cooperate with this investigation and he has uh, no further uh, comments while this investigation takes place. So, that's what Harbaugh's saying. Well, there you go. Um, Don't cooperate, guys. That's how you handle the NCAA. Don't cooperate. I saw this in the article. U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas firm that monitors the betting market, sent out an alert to its sportsbook clients regarding the Michigan controversy Thursday. Interesting. That's why people are really upset because all the gambling, right? Jeez, what is it with the Big Ten and gambling uh, this I year? Know. I mean, I, I guess Michigan didn't do anything illegally when it comes to gambling, but after all the uh, Iowa uh, Iowa stuff this year, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, sign stealing definitely happens in college football. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It happens. Um, it happens in – any sport where knowing what the opponent is doing before they do it is advantageous. They try to steal signs in baseball. They try to steal signs in football. I'm sure they try to steal signs in tennis if there were such a thing. But, you, I mean, there's some things that you can and cannot do. Um, if you pick up signals throughout the course of a game, um, just by being there and watching the sideline, that's one thing. If you are traveling to, I guess, games and being in-person scouting and videoing the sideline with what they're doing, then that is another thing. So I don't know what necessarily the allegations are, but I'm sure we'll learn more here pretty I hope these, uh, the, these assistant coaches were at least traveling to Happy Valley and Columbus, Ohio for games. Surely they weren't scouting 
the likes of East Carolina, Bowling Green, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Indiana, which has been the majority of their schedule so far. They didn't have to scout anybody to start off 6-0. and Well, I guess that's the interesting thing is, you know, if you do have a high-level sign-stealing operation, don't don't risk getting caught sealing Rutgers signs, right? Just go out and beat them. Same thing with Nebraska and Minnesota. Everyone else that they played up so far up to this point, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, if you've had scouts that have been following Penn State around and following Ohio Ohio State around, that makes a little bit more sense, but um, that shouldn't have shown up by now. Rutgers did, and um, I guess Shiano was on to it. Yeah, Greg Shiano is going to wreck the Michigan football program. What a storyline! Yeah. What a storyline that would be. Guy says parts unknown says see stealing signs is part of the game. Hashtag trash cans. Hashtag my Astros. And Vandalay Norman says Michigan Astros. Yeah, I, I okay. Made that joke earlier too. Here's the thing, though. Um, stealing signs from the booth with binoculars and learning what they're doing and picking up on, on who's, who's live and who's not live. And cause there's a lot that goes into it. Teams go wristbands. They change up signs, uh, first half to second half game by game. So if you pick up on that, you've got a good, you got a good group. Um, but what you can't do is set a camera out in center field with a walkie-talkie, zoom in on the catcher, uh, and figure out the signals there, quickly relay it to the the dugout, and then have them, yeah. you know, sending smoke signals or hammering on trash cans before the pitch it's is pre- made. I was about like, to say, it's pretty impressive. That's a lot to accomplish in the middle of a pitch. <laughs> but baseball used to take so long compared to the new pitch clock. There's no way they could get that in now, right? Right. The that, so I guess faster. that's – that's part of it there. And they do the pitch calm now, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they're calling it a little bit differently. 316 Which, says if this was KU, they would already be absolved of all charges. Agree. Agree on that. Well, Michigan is uh, – they're not they're not to football what KU is to basketball, but they're kind of in that world, right? Like this would be – this is a big thing only because – Someone said something about it, and the sports books are worried about it. If it wasn't for that, yeah, I no don't one think cares until be... the sports book gets involved. It's like, right, yeah, then, exactly. then, then, yeah then, then we have an issue. Then we have an issue. Uh, back to the coach. Oki Tom says that is why BV has the best staff in the country. Kudos to Joe C for backing BV up. Um, Camo Sooner uh, says, I feel like Joe John has done well considering. That position is held together with duct tape and bailing wire. Seven one three. Where would you rank this defense against past OU defense? Now, uh, amid, uh, now and ceiling. Best defense since two thousand and three. No, no. I. It might be the best since no. two thousand and nine, but I don't think it's the best since 03. That 09 defense. I know oh nine wasn't a great season. But that 09 defense, man, especially up front, they were good, man. Real good. Well, even 2004 defense was Yes, excellent as well. Yeah. 
There's been there's been some really good ones. Oh um, four was that last year of the group that got it started. Like like some of those like like you graduated in 03, right? But there were still right. some that their last year was 04, like um, like Jason White, like Mark Clayton, Dan Cody. Dan Cody, Jamal Brown. And after 04, it was like kind of the end of that era. But, yes, they were still really good defensively that year. Yep. Yep. Yes, they were. Um, shut out Texas, right? Shut out Texas in 2004, 12 to nothing. Look at you. Just a walking OU encyclopedia. Boom. Boom. Yeah, um, they're pretty. They're pretty daggum good, um, and I think they can be way better. I think they can be way better, uh, and I think they'll be. Now, here's the interesting thing: transfer portal wise, across like the interior defensive line. I'm not going to say I'm worried about it, but. That's the place that we're going to miss the most guys. Edge, I was worried about it before the season started. Like, what are we going to look like next year? But uh, PJ has ended those fears. I think we'll be just fine at Edge uh, with yes. him, our Mason Thomas. Um, we got some guys there that I feel pretty good about. Backer, um, I mean, I think there's a chance Stutzman could go to the opt into the NFL. Um, and I think I think we got a chance to be really good at backer. We got some excellent young talent. Yeah, so. yeah, but defensive line. But um, it 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 sta- like you would think that if recruiting is better, like if the on the field product is better, which both of those things are, I would think that they're going to maybe be in on some defensive linemen that they haven't been in on in the past couple of years in the portal. I would think, a- and so. not that there's just thirty five legit defensive linemen that are in the portal. There's a very small amount, but you would just think the overall product they're going to get in the portal would be better from even last year's group. And especially for, you know, you're going to have – often it's a it's a transfer guy that's got one year of eligibility left. Not always, but you're, they're going to be playing that one year in the SEC. So that, that, should, that should add a little bit to the transfer portal. Obviously, you're playing at a place that's going to be – uh, more known for defense uh, now than they've been in the past. So you would think, I mean, I guess it doesn't always necessarily work that way, but you would you would sure think that they'd have uh, some better options there. All right, quick timeout. couple of segments left here at Dodge City Paintball. They've got the Haunted Trail coming up this weekend, the 20th, 21st, and then next weekend, 27th and 28th. Gates open at 7 o'clock. Trail opens at sundown, $23 per person. They'll take $3 off if you tell them you heard it. On the rush, Northwest 150th in Yukon. So uh, jot down the address. You can check them out online as well, www.dodgecitypaintball.com. Stay tuned. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Attention basketball fans. Get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. 
The Ref Rick. Signature custom pulls for your free design consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPulls.com and turn your backyard into your dream escape. Yeah, I mean, the goal is to go one and every single week. You know, it's been the narrative, you know, week in, week out. You know, we haven't really accomplished anything, you know, coming off a big one like that. You know, it's easy to kind of get, you know, held up on that. But we put the game away, you know, studied the film, which is kind of tough to do. It's easy to look, uh, overlook a game like that. You know, we did a really uh, in-depth analysis. We could fix all those mistakes we had against Texas, and now we're ready for UCF. There's Danny Stutzman. Looks like or sounds like he's moved on from that Texas win a couple of weeks back. We'll find out 11 a.m. On ABC, it'll be OU and UCF. Pre-game coverage here on the ref starting at 7 a.m. from Campus Corner. We'll be at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner and Boy Street Ventures as well from 7 to 10 a.m. Santa John on the text line says, Didn't OU beat Auburn when Gus Malzahn was their head coach? Yes, Yes, they did. A lot happened. last game. Well, more than that, a lot happened in that game, um, the 2016 season. Mm -hmm. Bob Stoops' last game, Samaj P. Ryan breaks the all-time rushing record, and then it felt like one of the final games that Brent Musburger called, and remember when he had to apologize for something like almost wishing Joe Mixon success at the next level, and he had to come back and like retract that statement or something like that. Yeah, no, that's right. A lot happened that night. Also, OU won. It did. We did win. Who was they had a good back, right? They there was something about that team, like they were they were good, but it didn't feel like they were all that good to be in that game. I but think they, they only had, had like really eight wins. Back. Eight or nine wins going into yes. um they had a defensive lineman named Carl Lawson who's still playing in the NFL right now. So I I remember like a good run game, not great at quarterback, bad at quarterback really. But a, a pretty good run game with their backs and a, and a good defensive line. And outside that, just okay. I'm trying to remember who that – they had a big running back that was that was really good that year. I just can't remember his name for the life of me. But, yes, we did play them and uh, handled them pretty good. Handled them pretty good. Cameron Petway is who you're uh, thinking of. That was, that Petway, was the running yeah. back. Yeah. There you go. Good running back, good defensive line, not much after that. 405, just heard a rumor that Urban Meyer to Michigan State, any truth to this? I think uh, that has been proven to be false. Uh, Urban yeah. Meyer to Michigan State. Yeah, well, I know that that was one of those things that that, that rumor kind of floated out there a little bit. Um, and then I think either he shot it down or someone else shot it down, but. I don't know. I don't know. Urban's going to get back in, I feel like, though. Really? In in, uh, in college football, someone's going to hire him? Yeah. Going to be at a Mac school somewhere and turn it around, go to Kent State and turn him into an 11-win team? I don't know. You know, here's what's crazy. What was Urban's last year at Ohio State? Oh, man. 18? Was it the year that he got suspended, like the first three or four games, and Ryan Day took over? Eighteen, I think, I think so. eighteen may that may be right. Eighteen or nineteen. Point is, a lot has changed in college football just from that short time ago, with the transfer portal and everything. Like 
NIL recruiting has has really changed drastically with uh, kind of how you can handle yourself. So I don't know that necessarily it would just be the smoothest transition right back in, but he can win in college football. We know that. And, yeah, I think it was 2018 was his last what year. What are you there. telling me, that you can't kick your own kicker and say, hey, dip, blank, make your kicks? Can't You can't say that anymore? <laughs> well, I, I – I think every head coach should do that to their kicker. <laughs> that was the one thing I was like, wasn't it Lambeau was the was the kicker there? My first thought was, number one, it's not like he kicked you that hard. Stop being, you know, come on. And number two is, make the kick. Make the kick. You're paid a bunch of money to make the kick. It's all you do all day long over there is make the kick. The hashes in the NFL are right in the middle of the field. And come on, just make the kick, dude. It would have been hard for me not. If I was stretching next to the uh, kicker or even just overheard it, that would have been, that would have been tough not to laugh at, hearing the head coach oh, saying that to the kicker. Oh, my and he gosh. probably laughed at the time, and everyone else probably laughed. And I'm sure, I'm sure it was like said somewhat jokingly, but. You know, whenever everyone's upset about how someone's handling things, they want to. Maybe it was said jokingly. From what I've heard about Urban Meyer, boy, he really knows how to how to cut to the core. He he really knows how to cut through someone. That's right. He he has that That's unique right. uh, he has that unique ability. I was looking at Big Twelve championship odds earlier today, and I like the separation between OU and Texas and everyone else probably won't surprise you that much. But OU is listed as the favorite at plus 100. Um, so not a whole lot of value there. Currently, you should have grabbed OU before the season if you wanted to bet on them to win the Big 12. Texas, though, yeah. at plus 115. Are you surprised that OU is at plus 100? In Texas, I mean, for, for those that aren't uh, betters, I mean, that's, that's not very far behind at plus 115. No, I'm not surprised. Because I don't think people really watch or necessarily pay attention. I think they take a lot of people's word for it. And I think they honestly believe that OU played the game of their life and Texas just had a really bad day. And the reason I I know that they're idiots is I've heard people say that. And can't they see that you got a punt blocked for a touchdown? No. Like, just that alone, all right? Just that play alone tells you that OU did not play their their best game that they could possibly play. And there's stuff all over the place, you know, and that's just one of the, the things. Like, if you, if you fall into that narrative and you just believe that OU played great and Texas played terrible and – Whenever they play again, it's going to be a totally different result. Then you deserve what you get. Go spend that $115 on, on Texas. There is a uh, massive gap. Then Kansas State at plus 1300 I mean, plus 1300 from plus 100 and plus 115 for OU and Texas. Then it's plus 3700 for West Virginia, plus 4600 for OSU, plus 4600 for Iowa State. So it's like OU-Texas, massive gap, Kansas State. And then another massive gap, and you get to West Virginia, OSU, and Iowa State. So no surprise there. I mean, it's just Vegas or FanDuel, whatever, looking at OU or, OU or Texas is going to win this league. OU or Texas, 
uh, oh, it's OU. I feel good about. Not worth the bet. Uh, if I was if I was looking for good odds that I like, I would probably go K State, Oklahoma State, or Iowa State. I go K State if I had to take a long shot. I wouldn't have to think that hard about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Two quarterback system for K State moving forward. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final segment next here from Dodge City Paintball. They've got the Haunted Trail coming up. It's going to be this week in the 20th and the 21st, next week in the 27th and the 28th, $23 per person. This haunted trail takes a half hour to navigate your way through. They've got over 60 people out there working. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's grown every year exponentially because of how good it is and how good the reviews are. you got to come out here and check it out. Dodge City Paintball. Stay tuned. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just 100. Apathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Thursday. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour. And it's Thursday night, which means we have both college and NFL football on. We also have Major League Baseball. You made the joke earlier about, yeah, maybe the NFL will start playing their playoff games at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I knew knew that the Phillies and Diamondbacks were playing today. Had not checked that score, and it kind of surprised me. Like, oh, they're already in the top of the seventh inning. Uh, no score. Wait they're a minute. The, they're in the top of the seventh inning. Philadelphia and Arizona, the, and they're playing in Phoenix. Yes, they've been seven the, innings. NLCS, game three is, what are they doing? Is there a reason they just don't want to compete with football? Um, I mean, I mean they, they stagger. Uh, they, dude. They, this is not the first time it's happened this postseason. Oh, so stupid. I guess in the championship so series it, it probably is, but oh yeah. I guess that you don't want to go up against the other one, but I think more people watch would watch both. Well you just flip around. If, that's what you do. Yeah. That's exactly right. Who locks onto one game unless it's your favorite team? You flip around and watch. That's nobody's what you do. locked onto one game since Notre Dame was the only televised football game that you could watch. <laughs> well, and, and you're really not locking into one game on most Thursday nights, right? What, what's the NFL no. game? The Jags and the Saints? I haven't seen if Trevor Lawrence is uh, definitely going to play or not. He was questionable earlier. Then you have Rice right. at Tulsa coming up in about five minutes on ESPN2. And then James Madison at Marshall. So good luck Largest to Tulsa. Largest beer tasting in yes. the world. Good luck to Tulsa trying to set that Guinness uh, Book of World Rec- Records. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, just think about – 
what most people watch now in the NFL is red zone. Every Sunday, that's does what the, I watch. That's my happy yeah. place. It does the flipping around for you. Uh, I, I I get that you don't want to go directly up against, but I, you get most both people watching both. Now nobody's going to watch one of them, and I don't know. It's just weird. Whatever. I'm sure they know how to do it, and it makes sense viewership wise. There is like but, the, the the Rangers and Astros do play tonight, so you will have a baseball game to flip around to. So maybe they just didn't want to have no. two on at the same time. I don't know. I, I'd still flip around to all of them, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess we got ourselves a little bit of a series, though, uh, all of a sudden, don't we, with the uh, Astros and the Rangers? Well, I'll tell you tonight. I mean, it, yes, right now, correct. Um, we definitely that, have a series. Was it Creed that was there that's no longer invited? Is that who it was? Well, the Rangers were playing Creed at their – or they were playing it in their clubhouse. Yeah, and they were at the game. Last night, and now they're no longer yeah. invited? Man. <laughs> well, I just saw someone guys. put that headline. Yeah. All right, that's it for us. Thank you to Dodge City Paintball for having us out. Remember, Haunted Trail is this weekend, the 20th and the 21st, and next weekend, 27th and 28th, $23 per person. They'll take $3 off. You tell them you heard it on the rush. Gates open at 7 Trail opens at sundown. This thing is awesome. It's grown exponentially every year. It takes a full half hour to make your way through the all the trails. 60 people out there scaring you. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys killed it on the text line today. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Let's go have an ice-cold Pacifico.